Well, this is a big one, everybody. And this is not a joke. Um, we are so lucky today. From the very start, we've said we got to do interviews on this show. There's so many people. You think about the musicians from the state, athletes from the state, artists, politicians, all sorts of people that are worth interviewing who know a lot about New Jersey, who it really informs them they have Jersey pride. Some people might be looking at the the title of this episode and going, well, this is going to be a bit. This is going to be Chris Gethard getting a comedian friend to do some silly impersonation. Nope. You know who has as good a sense of humor as anybody? It's New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy. Very, very flattered, honored, grateful, truly lucky to bring you this New Jersey is the World interview with the one and only governor of the Great Garden State. Hello, everybody. This is New Jersey is the World. Very special episode. My name's Chris Gethard. Very proud to be your host today. You know, this show, of course, we talk a lot about uh, our upbringing in New Jersey, stories about New Jersey, the shared culture of New Jersey, food, landmarks, all the things we grew up with and loved. And we've long said, you know, we should um, be interviewing notable New Jersey people as part of this. You know, we're friends with other artists. There's so many people from so many different walks of life. And we said, well, if we're going to, if we're going to do interviews, we might as well start at the top and we're very lucky. The first ever person we've ever interviewed as part of the New Jersey is the world podcasting experience. Let's just go big. Hello, Governor Phil Murphy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chris, thank you. When I heard you were going to start at the top, I thought it was Frank Sinatra. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we couldn't. The guys from Weird New Jersey were not able to help us resurrect him. Um, we couldn't get him here. Oh, man. So happy and honored to be on with you and the team. It really means a lot. Um, you know, we've got uh, myself and Mike D from representing West Orange right now. We've got uh, Don Finelli, who is a, a River Edge guy himself. Hello. So, uh, But we, we try to incorporate stories from the whole state. And we've got a lot of, a lot of questions for you. You know, the whole tenor and tone of our, our project is that we really try to make it feel like a, a bunch of guys sitting around at a diner kind of talking about Jersey culture that way. I think you, you're kind of fading out of me there, Chris. Can you, can you come in with a little bit more? <laughs> no, no worries. Very on brand for us to be immediately <laughs> riddled with tech issues. I'm, of course, we are here with uh, Governor Murphy, and we don't edit things like this out. We own our flaws. I think that's the Jersey way. I love that. I'm, I'm getting a new earpiece because I think that's, at the end of the day, that is the source of our challenge. When I take this off, please don't say stuff about me behind my back, okay? Sounds good. Wow. Epic. Uh, what a quick what a quick change that was. That was like a NASCAR pit crew level. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Oh, now we're good. Oh, I man. can hear you. A-okay. We are back in business. Sorry about that. Beautiful. Is the volume a little bit better now? It is better. And what a good representation of America, right? We just need to hear each other a little bit better. You know what I mean? I, I, I love that, Don. Yeah. We just need to hear each other more. a little bit better. That's all. There we go. I was going to start with a different question, but because Don's being so polite, um, mm -hmm. Don's involvement on this show, Governor, and a few of the people, for, uh, there's a, a um, young woman named Jody who's been a huge supporter of her, a great photographer who uh, grew up in Bergen County as well. But Don's being very polite right now, but there's a long running theory on our show. And Don, you've tended to agree with it. I feel like New Jersey people have a reputation nationally for being aggressive, and I personally think it is our Bergen County uh, brethren that create this. Don, you're being so polite right now, but you, how do you, how do you feel um, as I out you to the governor and say that I have long said Bergen County people are the aggressive people yeah, of New Jersey? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with it. I don't, know, I don't know what the governor feels about that, but I will completely own that. I think there's a superiority complex that comes through in Bergen County. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I would say, I wouldn't use the word aggressive. The word I use a lot is attitude. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but, but I also, Don, wouldn't limit it to Bergen County. No, no, no. Right? So no. anybody no, no, no. Who's here who's been to Hudson County, for instance, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see that. But I like the word attitude a little bit more because it's sort of, you know what? Aggressive has a negative connotation. Attitude is, you know what? We got a steel backbone. We don't take anything from anybody. Right. Uh, we can give as good as we get, uh, which I, I, I kind of like that better. Yeah, I think from our northeast. Not to be disagreeable this early in the program. No, our northeast perch of Bergen County, I think we just look down on the rest of New Jersey, literally. <laughs> okay. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. But my dad, my parents are from Hudson County, and they, that's a no BS county. No, no question You're not going to. No, no. No question about And Mike it. and I are from Essex County, which I don't think is necessarily known for no. handling things with kids' gloves. That's, that's, that's not the, uh, the children on the stairs. Case in the sound of music, either. I feel like it, it governor, maybe if you're because, but it's not all that. That's one thing that we like to make clear here. Yeah, we're from maybe parts that fit, you know, Essex County. People watch the Sopranos. Sure, yeah, Essex County, me and Mike, we know that. But then there's other attitudes in New Jersey, too. Like, you could go down to Hunterdon County, Mercer County, and people people's jaws would drop. That If they just only buy into the stereotypes, their jaws would drop at what we got going on in this state. I love it's beautiful. That. I love that. All 9.3 million of us, I can say with great confidence, because our census numbers came out. Uh, I, I completely agree. 21 counties, all of them with great attitude, great people. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and I, I'll say this to you just to kick things off. I love hearing you say 9.3 million. Here's one thing I have to say, Governor, and I say this genuinely, because there's a lot of places where you can go to talk politics. We want to have some fun today, but I will say this. The way you've handled COVID, I got to thank you, especially as the father of a young child who's not old enough to be vaccinated yet. One thing I love right now when I need to know how many vaccines have been handed out, yep. I love, I don't need to go to a website. I don't need to go to some state agency. I go to your Instagram and every day it's posted. Here's how many vaccinations are out. Here's how many fully vaccinated. I got to say as a resident and as a parent, it calms me down, makes me feel good. So I thank you for that. That means a lot, Chris. Um, and you and I were together in a diner in Mercer County and it was uh, just before the pandemic. It feels like it was five lifetimes ago. Um, but um, we're still in the soup. Unfortunately, these variants are all over the place. If you're vaccinated, you're in a dramatically different and better oh place. Goodness, yeah. But if you're not, uh, you're, um, you're, you're exposed. I just got to beg. I got to beg folks who are listening to get vaccinated. I am with you 100 percent. And Governor, now some of the hard hitting questions I think you're only going to find from this outlet. Um, for example, one that we we sat down, we all talked about this. We had a document and I've highlighted some of those that are most important to us. Like I said, there's other places where people can go to fight uh, uh, about the political stuff. Here's what Jersey people really want to know. Legit question. When you become governor of New Jersey, do you have a phone call with Bruce Springsteen? Like, is that part of, do you get to meet him? Is it, is it part of the deal? Do you have a sit down? How does that go? I love that. Um, listen, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a serious answer to a fun question. Um, we had met Bruce and John Bon Jovi a decade, two, two decades ago uh, through f family and school stuff. Um, John is a very, very dear friend. Bruce, we, we've known, but we, we, we've not been that close to him. Um, during the pandemic, back to your very serious point, I'll make another serious point. When, when, the, when the place was melting, especially last spring, uh, sp uh, spring of 2020, nobody said no to, to helping out. And, uh, and Bruce and John were at the head of the class because we asked them for multiple 
things at different moments in time? Would you play on a benefit on television? Would you help help us convince people to get masked or vaccinated, whatever it might be? They were off the charts. Um, and I just want to I want to make sure everybody knows that. And they weren't alone. I don't, I don't know anybody we reached out to. We were putting a concert together and we heard that Tony Bennett had lived in New Jersey. We reached out to Tony, said, Tony, can you sing in the concert? Absolutely. I love Jersey. He sang in the concert. SZA has, was huge. Um, you know, a lot of the folks that you think about <laughs> as Jersey uh, icons, um, they, every one of them came out to, to play and support in any way we asked. And Bruce and John were at the head of that class. Is that like fun or daunting to go, I now have a Rolodex where I can probably get in touch with Meryl Streep on a day's notice <laughs> if I want to. Like that's that's a power that I don't always think about. But as the governor, you probably can get any Jersey icons number tomorrow or today. It can be on your desk in half an hour. I guess, Chris, Chris, uh, there's a rumor that if uh, Meryl Streep accepts a call from you, she automatically gets a Best Supporting Actress nomination. Yes, please. That is how it's it sort of like a regular cadence for her. I love it. Uh, listen, again, I, I, don't, I don't view it as an ego thing at all, but I do view it as when we, when we need folks and, and the cause is serious, uh, we know how to get them and they, and they know how to answer the call. I, I will tell you that. I can't say enough good things about them. Mike D., you've listed some very important questions for the governor. Which one would you like to start with today as, we, uh, as we're lucky to have Governor Phil Murphy, Murphy with us here? Yeah, this would be great. So I think, I think we can all agree that the national pastime of all of New Jersey is going down the shore. I think that is not up for debate, right? We all go down the shore multiple times, as, as often as possible. When you go down the shore this summer, Governor Murphy, what are you reading? Oh, because wow. we've been talking a lot about New Jersey books lately, so we want to hear what your, what's your summer yeah. Jersey Shore beach read. Yeah, so interestingly enough, um, our home is in Monmouth County. We're on the northern part of the shore, interestingly enough. Now, we also got out of Ocean County a fair amount, and, and I was in Cape May County for Fourth of July, I was in Atlantic County, so, so we love it. And by the way, we love our lakes too, right? Mm. So I was in Lake Hopatcong a week ago today, another gym. So I'll tell you, you got me an inter interesting uh, a day. I just finished a book that was recommended to me, speaking of guys who have answered the call, Brian Williams of NBC, oh, yeah. called Isaac's Storm. And it was about, he said it was one of the best books he'd ever read. Uh, it's nonfiction. It's about a hurricane that hit Galveston, Texas in September of 1900 written by a guy named Eric Larson, and I've read now four of his books. Great writer, great nonfiction writer. Literally just finished that last night. Um, I am going to pick up today, assuming I can get some time probably tonight to read the beginning of one of the Trump books that's just come out. Um, and so I've got several of them. I read Nightmare Scenario just before Isaac Storm, which was specific to the Trump um, uh, administration uh, work on the, on the uh, COVID-19 crisis, but I've got two or three of the ones that have just come out on the sort of the, the election and how that last six months played out. So I, I can't remember the name of the one that I've got up first up to bat, but that's the, that's the, that's the general, uh, I've read a lot. I have to say in this, since this crisis, when we couldn't do as much, we did a lot of virtual things like this. We watched a lot of movies at home with our kids late at night and I've read a lot uh, when, when I've ever had when, when I've had the opportunity to get a few minutes of downtime I love it I've read all the Eric Larson books too you have so it. we have that in common I have oh, I love that huge fan so so I'm toying with getting the one that's called Devil in the White City I think it's called uh, about the Chicago World's Fair that one's fantastic it, it it's a it's a history book but it reads like a true crime thriller and there's some really fascinating stuff about 
the psychology of, yeah. you know, as America goes into industrialization, highly recommend Devil in the White City. Okay, that's good to know. I also have to say, Governor, too, hearing that you're reading uh, the Trump books, I mean, they're fascinating to all of us. And I also have to imagine you're reading from a perspective of it is part of your job to understand people, understand the machinations of what's happened. And I, I, I also have to imagine, too, this is the most densely populated state. The diversity of the state is incredible. Hearing that you're reading up from all those perspectives, I love it. I live in NJ11, which is Mikey Sherrill's district, who I, I, have, I have a little bit of an obsession with my congresswoman. She, I think she's like the coolest <laughs> nerd. And I, like, I think she's just like a cool, badass nerd helicopter pilot. But this district, <laughs> like I live in Morris County. I think she's flying over your house, Chris, right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she's circling <laughs> and telling me to stop making fun of her. Uh, but like I live in a section of Morris County that probably would be more of your traditional Reagan Republicans. My district also includes Montclair, which I think the whole state probably looks at as one of like the more progressive liberal parts. And then you've got parts of Sussex County, which if you want to, you know, the stereotype would be this might be more of a Trump voting area of the state. I don't know how politicians from this state, how you manage to, to keep everybody's needs balanced. Um, I mean, this is for any politician right now, but it has to be so hard in a place like New Jersey, where these are all areas that are literally a 15 minute drive away from each other at points. And that feel like different cultures when you go from place to place. Listen, it's a very fair point for all the blueness in our state. I'll give you two two statistics. A Democratic governor hasn't been reelected in New Jersey since 1977. 44 years, Brendan Byrne. Second statistic, my wife always reminds me. 1.883 million New Jerseyans voted for Donald Trump last year. And, 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 you know, a lot of them are screaming out for help. You know, you've got some, I'm sure there are some bad actors in there and, you know, et et cetera, but overwhelmingly they're screaming out for help. And then the third point to your point, Chris, we are the most densely populated state in America. So any particular population, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, or you're in the South Asian community, or you're in the Latino community, you you pick what your population is. It isn't just that we have a lot of people. It isn't just that we've got big diversity and big communities under some of those big umbrellas, but we live on top of each other, (laughs) right? So it's not like California. Somebody said, well, you don't have as many South Asian residents as California. And my answer was, that's, I'll accept that. California is 19 and a half times the size geographically than New Jersey is. So it's much more, every nuance is much more deeply felt in New Jersey is the way I think about it. I'm with you. I always marvel. I, I, I sometimes tell people about, you know, people ask me, why do I have such a fascination with Jersey? I say, if you started in Hoboken, which you might think of as like New York City commuters, and you drove that whole stretch up Boulevard East over to Fort Lee, you're going through economically it, i mean this is a 15 minute drive and you'll go you'll go through economic disparity you'll go through the state's stronghold of cuban americans you'll wind up through different strongholds of asian americans latin americans and wealthy poor and i mean and it is it is literally it, you can just go down boulevardies from one end to the other it's it's yeah. a fascinating place listen you want to see america come to jersey period yeah big time now don finelli um he generally his his core role here on our project governors he handles our food reviews i did want to <laughs> pass the buck to him for a uh, a few questions i know he's got some heavy hitters and then also some food related ones all right yeah so my so my uh my first question is it might be a little long but bear with me so in 1985 uh, the case of New Jersey versus TLO, the Supreme Court 
by a 6-3 margin ruled that New Jersey school administrators don't need to have a search warrant or probable cause before conducting a search because students have a reduced expectation of privacy when in school. My question is, what's your favorite beach to go to in New Jersey? <laughs> I was hoping, please, God, what's the answer to this, this case? Uh, I just finished reading the damn opinion on that this morning. <laughs> Just after I finished Isaac Storm, it was an obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you, you have a house in Monmouth. Yeah, we live in Monmouth. I, I'll tell you, the f- favorite be- beach for me is Island Beach State Park. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. And there are great ones, but I love that. Um, and it's 10 miles long. It's It was rated two years ago when people were, before the pandemic, as the number one state park in America. Wow. Um it's crazy. And by the way, we're, we're promoting to get vaccinated. You get a free pass to our state parks and Island Beach is the overwhelming big winner. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you that you can't go wrong. I'm not trying to be uh, I'm not trying to waffle here, but it's true. You cannot go wrong on the Jersey Shore. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with this one. It's yeah, there's and it, it, I mean, it's all kind of the same and they're all different yeah, as well. Everything from the ones with with the stuff right there on the boardwalk. To the ones that are, you know, like Island Beach, which right, look like you're, right. you know, in a in a paradise, which it is. Do you like to nosh on the beach? Is there a favorite thing you like to eat? So I like my dad's sandwiches or a like stone fruit, like peaches, plums right out of a cooler. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if there's like a favorite thing you like to nosh on, uh, on a beach. A Glenn Fittich 12 year old would be at the top of my yes. uh, list uh, <laughs> playing a little bocce on the on the sand. Hell yeah. Um, Wow. Uh, yeah, but no, but seriously, uh, trying try to eat reasonably well. I, I packed on a, I had surgery and then we had the pandemic and I packed on t- uh, too many pounds. So I've been trying to eat more um, uh, more intelligently and more with a more healthy bias. So I'd be probably with the with the fruit side of that, with that question. Yeah, hit up those stone fruits. You won't be disappointed. Yep. Uh, d- d- tell your dad, please, not to be mad at me for not eating his sandwiches there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's okay. A, a big Don Finelli sandwich, you know, not for everybody. Yeah, m- Mr. Finelli, I'm sorry. It's, it's not personal. Yeah, it's all good. Now, uh, Mike D, good. I have to pass the ball back to you. There's question number nine on our list. You wrote that one, and <laughs> I just have to know. I know the federal government thinks a lot about uh, UFOs, and this is something that you'll see on CNN.com. Will they release more fossils? And Mike, D, you've written about a Jersey-specific version of this that I'm, I'm really fascinated to hear what the governor has to Mike say. D, Mike, D, you weren't the Beastie Boys, were you? No, but I get that a lot. <laughs> Sadly, Dolan yeah. is about the most common last name you can have, as is Mike, okay. so you become Mike D for, ex- <clears throat> for expediency. I got, I got Carson's <laughs> attention. I want the record to show there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, so we we were talking the other day, and we're curious: Does the state of New Jersey have an official position on the New Jersey Devil? So, for instance, if the Jersey Devil were to knock the tiles off your roof, can you file an insurance claim? How does the government of New Jersey view the Jersey Devil as an? Uh, I'm not at liberty to respond to that question. I'm sorry, that's classified. Government can't even say it exists; can't acknowledge its existence. Listen. I was the U.S. ambassador to Germany. We, I, I had to live through the WikiLeaks. Remember WikiLeaks? Oh, yeah. Sure. And so the, oh, the, yeah. the global oh, yeah. leak was ground zero was Berlin. And to this day, there's like 260,000 cables that some private in the army was able to get. You go, go figure out how that happened. But um, to this day, I refer to them literally every time out as the alleged cables. So <laughs> I have no comment on the alleged New Jersey devil. <laughs> Well said. Okay, totally. Well said. Fair. 
Fair answer. Well, let me ask you about another um, scary Jersey thing I've seen myself. This one's for my wife. My wife is very active environmentally with causes. And we live not too far from the Great Swamp, another one of Jersey's parks that will blow your mind. We're seeing this Japanese knotweed all up and down Route 202. It's an invasive species. And she told me, if you got the governor on the line, you got to let him know. We got to get going. We got to get something moving okay. on this Japanese knotweed. Okay. I mentioned Dan Bryan uh, is listening in. He, I've just dispatched him out with a weed whacker up to Morris County. Beautiful. And please tell your wife we're on the case. Beautiful. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll tell her. Yeah, I'll tell her to drive up and down 202 yeah. until she sees an angry state employee cursing my name. And, and mine as well. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you have enough, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, here's a question. I, I really, this is such a basic one, but I'm so interested. I feel like a lot of Jersey people take pride in like, oh, that was such a Jersey thing that happened to me. Like, for example, I have, uh, I, I once, and I told this story on a previous episode of our show that focused on, on public transportation in our state. I once took a New Jersey transit train and it traveled through the Meadowlands after there had been, sadly, this was over 20 years ago, a fire in the Meadowlands. And I took a New Jersey transit train. It was at night and there were still embers burning. And it looked like I was taking a train through Dante's Inferno. Oh, it was, and I was on that train looking around going, this is the most New Jersey thing that's ever happened to me. We also, with this show, we, we have people leave voicemails on a, a voicemail live. And, and um, one of our listeners named Mandy left a voicemail of something that I thought was a a particularly New Jersey experience as well. Um, so I'm going to maybe play hers. This is this is a resident of your state, as you'll hear. And then maybe you could tell us: Are there any incidents that jump out to you where you go, "That was that was the most new. That was one of the most New Jersey things that ever happened to me." So we heard about me driving that, riding that train through the inferno. And here's Mandy. <laughs> Hi, my name's Mandy. I'm from Manalapan in Central Jersey. A real thing. Anyway, so I just came off the Garden State Parkway, and the most New Jersey thing just happened to me. So I was trying to merge into a lane to get off um, into Hazlitt on the Garden State Parkway, and this guy just merges into the lane in front of me. He sees I'm trying to get into the lane, <laughs> and he speeds up like 20 miles per hour trying to get me to not turn into the lane, and... Yeah, I gave him the finger, and then the person behind me, when I was trying to get into the other lane, came up four inches behind me, and then he almost smashed into me, so I gave him the finger, too. And as I tried typing in this number to rant about my little experience, somebody came knocking on my window in the quick check parking lot, asking for money for cigarettes. <laughs> Happy Saturday in the Garden State. Governor, flipping off two people and then being harassed in a quick check parking lot, that, that feels to me like just a very Jersey thing. Are there any stories that jump out to you where you go, yeah, that's a, I had a, I had a real Jersey time on that one. I'll paraphrase uh, one of my predecessors I mentioned a few minutes ago, Brendan Byrne, not everybody who waves at me uses all five fingers. Let's put it that way. So I'll leave it at that. Um, listen, I'll give you, uh, that is a wild story, by the way. Uh, and for those of you out there, by the way, don't try that at home. Uh, when you give somebody the finger, uh, that typically does not end well. Uh, so I hope she's okay. Um, two diner stories, one of which literally just happened to me today. I'm in a, the Americana Diner, which I think is in either Tinton Falls or Eatontown. And a woman walks up to me and says, I saw you in Sweet Charity when you were a senior in high school in 1975. That took my breath away, 46 years ago. Um, a, 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 another one that occurs to me, though, was a few years ago. In fact, Dan Bryan was with me, I recall. We were at the Mayor Hoboken, 
uh, my uncle Dan Bryan, myself, we're in a diner in Hudson County, and we're talking, and I'm running for governor, and we're having a really important discussion, and we're right in the middle of this discussion, and we've been there a little bit. It was a weekend uh, sort of brunch time, and the owner comes over, doesn't know who I am, doesn't know who the mayor is. He may have known who Dan was, and he said, here's your check. We have to turn the table. Get out, please, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running. I'm running for governor. You got the mayor of Hoboken, Don Zimmer, who's a, a rock star. Dan and I, literally with our tails between our legs, are literally thrown out of the diner just because we had stayed too long. <clears throat> Jersey. Jersey. Only in Jersey. Wow. Yeah. But they won't even throw out like a... a- a table of unruly high schoolers at 2.30 in the morning who haven't ordered anything in an hour and a yeah, half. They had a, line, they had a line waiting to come in, I think, that day. Chris, can I ask my follow-up question that relates to this? It's a beautiful segue. It's a quick one. It's a quick one. It's beautiful segue. Beautiful segue. Not the Don, Don, no more case law, please. Yeah, no more case law. We're going right to, <laughs> we're going right to the source. Uh, this is uh, my New Jersey. I call it a top three. It's also known as the DDPP, uh, which is what's your go-to diner? deli and pizza parlor if you have them your go-to it doesn't need to be the best just needs to be your go-to yeah that's all listen i'm in diners this is where we will see you in action as a politician as well sir because this This is is, yeah this is this might be the toughest question you get today yeah listen uh, deli and pizza which i love by the way let me just say that yeah um i i'm not in a lot of delis or pizza parlors terribly often yeah i am in diners all the time great and and some of our best work and some of the best meetings we have are in diners. I have one today. Americana would be on the list, which is local here by us, about 10 minutes away. I was in the Nevada. I think it's Nevada Diner in Bloomfield yesterday. Awesome. Had a great political meeting. Right? That's a great spot. Great diner. Awesome. Uh, awesome. TikTok is one that we hit. Great diner. Uh, Tops in East Newark. Yes. Uh, I was best. in Tops, what, two days ago, I think. Um, so so I, I would say diners as a category, we, we live in them. And love it, uh, and it's so quintessentially Jersey. Those are some of the some of the favorites. Oh, the best! And you made the Italian hand motion with that, so Jersey. I just want to point that out for those that are listening. You gave the old, you know. I gave the the, the Finelli family would be very happy with me. Yeah, the Finelli fingers. <laughs> and, oh, Governor, I'm going to ask one. I'm not going to lie. This is one that sometimes has me upset. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but New Jersey used to have a mascot who appeared on a series of postcards for us. He was called Perfy. He was based off of the uh, phrase New Jersey and you perfect together, which I believe was the state slogan during the Tom Keene era. He was a sort of sad, uh, round being with eyes and arms. It was very confusing to everyone who came across him, uh, but at some point he was just quietly shuffled away. Do you know what Perfy did to fall out of favor with the state and no longer be our state mascot? Can we bring him back? I did ask a friend of mine um, who is a costume maker on on TV productions how much it would cost for me to make my own Perfy costume. He told me it would be uh, in the thousands of dollars. Wow. And I just wonder if if you can get to the scoop. What did Perfy do to uh, get blacklisted by the state. Yeah, you know, when you when you prepare for a program, any program I do, you, you prep a little bit. So we spent a good yeah, half hour yeah. prepping on Perfy. I just want you to know this is one. <laughs> this is what we saw coming. Um, so we're renovating the state house right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's taken a lot longer than they thought it would take, and that's partly because they've got a lot of archival and and um, and, and old structural stuff. 
Uh, I believe they are digging up Perfy uh, next week. I think Tuesday. <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll have a better answer next time Whoa. I come on with you, Chris. Um, Whoa. Like digging up Perfy, like the files on Perfy, or digging up like the costume was buried in the foundation? Or I, I think a minimum the costume. <laughs> I, I'll have to ask Governor Kane for some more um, insight on this. He's one of my, my mentors and a great governor and a great guy. I know you should have him on because he'll give you the, uh, the perfect together answer, unlike any of us can give it. Uh, and probably also give you a better answer on where Perfy's lying. But I think they're going to they're gonna be digging the costume up Tuesday afternoon, so stay tuned. <laughs> Sounds mob-related at this point. <laughs> I, I can tell you so genuinely, and I speak for all of us, uh, myself, everyone who's here today, plus some of our other um, gang who isn't able to, if you find that costume, okay, we will appear, I will wear that costume at any state event you need me to. I, I know Don Finelli and Don oh, that, That's particularly, that's a particular, of course, uh, Governor Kane was from Essex County, as you know, but I think Perfy is particularly powerful up in, in Bergen yeah. County, in my opinion, so I just would yeah. say that. I thought he was buried uh, in the Meadowlands, but that's, that's well, just that, me. That, that, that's, a, that's another story, as they say. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will ask a, a Dan to make sure that we follow up on this, because this is of the highest priority awesome. for us. Now, I, yeah. I, I want to ask another one. This is, I... I've, talked on the show we, we we've had episodes where we've talked about we kind of have a, a I would say as a collective of people and I think a lot of North Jersey people have this fascination with the city of Patterson I love Patterson I find Patterson to be fascinating you look at its history you look at you know William Carlos Williams you look at the history going all the way back to Alexander Hamilton and then you see like a lot of New Jersey cities I think it's probably fair to say the town has had ups and downs. I also look at it though. I have to say, Governor, I go to the Great Falls and it blows my mind. But then what blows my mind even more is I talk to a lot of other people who love Jersey who have never been there. I look at it. I go, man, we have like one of the great natural wonders of the Eastern Seaboard sitting there. What yeah. do we have to do to get people going there? And yeah. where's Patterson at now? I always sit here. I go, how is that not like this massive tourist attraction yeah. that's pouring yeah. money into that town? It, it's a great question. And it, it has got real momentum right now. It's got challenges. There's no question about it. And there's like a lot of cities in America right now, there's far too much uh, gun violence and gang activity. And we're doing everything we can working with the leadership there. It's got an extraordinary mayor. Andre Sayeg is a great mayor, not a good mayor, but a great, a great mayor. It's got great bones. It's got Great Falls. It's got Hinchcliffe Stadium, which was home to, um, you know, some of the giants in the Negro League. Both the Great Falls and Hinchcliffe are both getting reno renovated, uh, tuned up. Um, the stadium is going to go back from what it is now with its blacktop, and it's going to get really, it's going to get the sort of uh, renovation and, and love it deserves. Uh, we're building up a fair amount around the National Park at Great Falls. Uh, there are great buildings, uh, which are not to get too technical, but we're working with, with the city of Patterson on incentives programs to get those buildings, you know, taken to, as opposed to in too many cases in our country, we tore them down. Let's keep them and, and, and give them a new life. Um, it's one of, in, in the most diverse state in America, it is pr perhaps one of the most diverse communities in America. Uh, big, proud African-American community, big Arab and growing community in Patterson, um, great neighborhoods, uh, the Silk City. 
it, it had its glory days way back when, but I still believe with all my heart its best days are ahead of it, and we need to shine a light on Patterson because it's one of the great communities forget our state in America. I am with you. It, it's endlessly fascinating. And to all my neighbors, North Jersey people who have never been, take your kids to those great falls because it's, Yeah. I, I have to say, because especially the more I, I shout to the hills about the love of my love of Jersey, the more people give me tips on places. Like, oh, you got to go see Buttermilk Falls in Mendham. I go, yeah, it's great. I've been there too. Oh, the Booten Falls up in Booten. I go, yeah, that you park bet. is amazing. You bet. But you've been to the Great Falls, right? And so many people go, ah, no, I've never been there. I go, you have to go see it. You have to go see it. And I think people, when, if they don't know it as it relates to the Great Falls, they're, they're, you get the reaction. It, what? In, in Patterson? You mean literally in Patterson? Or you must mean near Patterson? <laughs> no, no, no. It's in right in the middle of town. It was, I got to tell you, when I was a single man governor, that was a spot I'd sometimes be hanging out with a girl. I'd go, you got to, you want to see, I think it's the second biggest waterfall on the seaboard outside of Niagara Falls. I think that's right. Chris, don't give us too much information on the days you were single there. Let's just leave it. Yeah. I won't. I won't. But I bet I'll you just, nothing happens. Just, let's, let's leave it at that. I'll, yeah. I, what would happen is I'd drive many people to this waterfall. They'd say, beautiful waterfall. And then I'd strike out is what would happen. Governor, you've been so kind. My honor. I'm, I'm honored to be on, guys. Oh, it's a joy. It's a joy. And, and I will say this too. I feel like most people in your position don't let their guard down and, and, and um, let us see that human side of them. And when we first met at that diner back in the day, I, d I will say this. And as a comedian, we're very judgmental. I went, Governor Murphy has a great sense of humor. Good guy. And this, I'm not being a shill. I am a supporter of yours, but people are free to think what they want. And um, I just want to put it out there. It's such a joy. I do know one of our, our core members of our group, um, his name Nick everybody calls him Nicky Bonaduce. He's from the old neighborhood back in West Orange, which is a, a, an amazing nickname. That's Nicky Bonaduce. Is he, is he related to Danny Bonaduce? <laughs> he was. It's a whole thing, this story. He's not even he's a got he's, he's, he's got aggressiveness like Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> bear, bear with me. I'm having a Partridge family moment here. I'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Now, Bonaduce couldn't be here today because he is... Um, there's a running gag on the show. Our listeners are always amazed. He is a card-carrying union surveyor uh, pretty much every time we mention any sort of infrastructure project, he has worked on it. We, in public transportation, he told us about working on <laughs> path train tracks. He told us about sleeping overnight on bridges uh, when they're shutting down trains. He helped raise the Bayonne Bridge. He right now couldn't be here today. He sends his regrets. He's participating in a concrete pour, helping to build out the new stuff at the Newark Airport. Maybe he knows where Perfy is. <laughs> They might find Perfy. <laughs> Perfy's in Newark. Yeah, he might find Perfy before you do. Um, he did ask if I could ask you, you know, we like to do um, shows on location from time. We did uh, House of Independence at Asbury Park at us for a first live show a few uh, months back. Love that back. place. Yeah, yeah. Love that place. He did want to see if you might be willing to let us do a live broadcast from the summer residence at Island Beach State Park. <laughs> I think he mostly just wants to... Kind of yeah. get in personally. Uh, but. You, you want me to say only if the if the beach is closed to other visitors? Oh. <laughs> indeed, indeed. If you could just well shut played. it down for exactly. everybody but Bonaduce, I think he'd be thrilled. I think he'd be thrilled for that. Tell, tell Bonaduce, nice try. Probably we'll do that one somewhere else. Sometime <laughs> but I appreciate the uh, the interest. Sounds good. Um, 
I know that we are pushing our time with you. Mike D, Don Finelli, any other questions come up? Any other thoughts based on things that have... No, my, my Italian parents were just texting me all sorts of just actually like, just like, what's going on with mass? Why are the taxes too high? I, I would joke. I was like, hey, I'm talking to the governor. They're like, why are the taxes still so high? You know, stuff like that, you know, so... We're doing everything we can to bring them down. We inherited a mess and tell them we're working on it every single day. I will. I'll pass that along. Yeah, I wanted to, I because all the other New York artists, you know, I, I was out in the city doing my comedy and everybody moves to Maplewood and we went to look out there. Yeah. And I saw the taxes. I said, I just, especially my dad goes, I spent my whole life climbing out from under the Essex County taxes. So hearing that you're working on the taxes. No, we is, are. Uh, By the way, th that's something, the, the, the census turned out a lot better than a lot of naysayers had expected it would. And if that weren't enough, a lot of people have moved into New Jersey since the beginning of this pandemic. There's a real shift from vertical living, working environment to owning a, a house for the front yard. Maplewood, which is where the Dan Bryan lives, is one of those communities. You know, we got the number one rated public education system in America, which means we got hundreds of district, districts that are in the top echelon. Maplewood's one of those. And then you know, on top of that, great NJ transit connections, something else that we inherited that was broken that we're fixing. So communities like that, houses are flying off the, off the market. When you see that, I guess that's a good question. And I, I'll ask it. I, it has a serious side, but it has sort of a more philosophical side. You get all these waves of people. You mentioned like fast growing ethnic communities of Patterson. You see these waves of city people who have just, this pandemic has made them say, we, let's go to the suburbs. We've been thinking about it anyway. How do you encourage and embrace all the different waves of people, especially this thing where like yeah. housing markets going through, if these are people with money, gentrification issues, while also preserving the fact that in yeah. New Jersey, people don't want their hot dog stand to go away. They don't want Jimmy Buffs to ever close. They don't want Rut's Hut to yeah. ever close. They want their Texas wieners. They want their neighborhood diner. How do we welcome all the newcomers and show them what this place is and not lose what I think makes New Jersey great, which is those people who've been getting their hands dirty in the same neighborhood for generations, making it what it is. Yeah. It's a great question and it's not easy, is the short answer. Because uh, you gotta so take Patterson or take Newark. You, you, you gotta respect and take care of the people who fought and stayed through all the tough times. Um, and you can't just, they, they can't get pushed to the margins when the, 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 the next generation comes in. You know, we're, our, our place, our space, you know, certain states sell the fact they have low taxes um, or good weather. What we sell, frankly, is the number one state in America to raise a family. So, and, and there's a lot of proof that proof points that under, underline that. So what you end up doing is you put a lot of money into affordable housing. You put a lot of money into neighborhood um, preservation. Uh, you, you, you make sure that you've got the, the strongest environmental justice law in the country, which we have, that you zone smartly. I'll talk about Newark for 10 seconds, and I know, I know your, your clock is running here, but Newark has a particular appeal. It, it, Newark is appealing at many levels. I'll give you one of them. It's probably, I don't know what the exact census number came out, but let's say it's 350,000 would be about what I would guess it is. It's a city that had, leading up to the rebellion in the late 60s, it's a city that probably had 550,000 at one point. Uh, which is really important because it's got, in other words, it's got the bones and the space that you can have it both ways, which is why I think that's, uh, that's also on my list as a community with, its, with a lot of momentum, with its best days in front of it, 
because there's a lot of folks moving in there, either their family or their business. Um, and again, it's incumbent upon me. They've got a great mayor, another great mayor, Raz Baraka. We work very closely with him as well to make sure we get that balance right. Um, I'll tell you something else which has been tough to in the impacts. When, when you put down, and these decisions got made 50, 60, 70 years ago, when you put an interstate through uh, the South Ward, um, or you pick your example, there's a, not an interstate, but there are highway examples in Trenton, another proud, great city. Um, yeah, you do it for the right reasons at one level, but you suck the life off the, off the surface streets. You, you run the risk that that hot dog vendor or the pizza parlor or the diner, people are, are then just bypassing what used to be sort of the, 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 the thoroughfare where, which had energy and where everybody met. And again, those decisions are taken uh, decades ago, uh, but those are other things. If you could undo, uh, there are actually uh, pilot projects in the country right now where they're, they're looking at the, the ability to undo some of those decisions, which would be titanic shifts in the way we think about transportation. It would, among other things, make, you'd have to have, and as I said, we're fixing NJ Transit, you'd have to have awesome um, top flight mass transit, both buses and, and rail in order to pull that off. But that's another example of some of the stuff that um, you, you gotta balance. Well, Governor, I love that we can talk to you about revitalizing our cities moments after joking about finding a mascot costume bird <laughs> in the Meadowlands. I, I would say, say- I lost you, Chris, you, you went, you, you muted. Hello, hello. Chris, you went out. I'm back. There you go. Did, did, did anyone else see Perfy's re yes. arm reaching yes. over and hitting the mute button? Was, there, was yes. it just me? He's just out of view. Nope. I saw that. I saw a little furry hand yeah. come up. I, it was not the, the New Jersey. It wasn't the Jersey Devil. <laughs> no, no. This looked this looked Perfy hand. That's over at Finelli's place up in Bergen County. Yeah. But Perfy reached right. in Morris <laughs> County. That's where the, he rumors to be at night. Reached in behind Chris and hit the mute button. I saw it with my own eyes. He did. Thank you, sir. Now we don't have to edit that out. You just saved Carson some editing time. I was just going to close yeah. by saying a couple things. One, I think that, first of all, in terms of your appearance on this show, we are lucky to have you. In general, I think my personal opinion, I think the state is very lucky to have you. And I think there's 50 governors in this country. I'm sure there's all sorts of metrics by which they rank governors. I think we got the funniest one. We got the best sense of humor with our governor by far. We've all seen your social media and coming here today and putting up with us jabronis is just further proof of that. I can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your busy schedule. You guys are the best. Thank you, Chris, Mike, Don, Carson. Appreciate it, Governor. Thank you so much. Please give uh, D Danny Bonaducci's <laughs> nephew my, uh, my best wishes and tell him we missed him. We will. Appreciate it. Thanks, Governor. Sounds good. Thank you so much, sir. See you, guys. Be well.